Hey, this is Orly Lukyao from Humble Beginnings Tattoo, and you're listening to Tattoo 408. I felt culturally deprived. Like I was like, I don't, you know, I don't speak my mm. language. I don't, I don't. Mm. I gotta find something cl- as close as I can to island culture. Yeah. And that's what drew me to Tahitian Polynesian tattooing because that was the closest I could get to my culture because I didn't know anything about Filipino tattooing. I didn't even know there was Filipino tattooing. What's up, everybody? Ethan Gregory Dodge here again, episode 19 of Tattoo 408, the second half of my interview with Orly Lakau of Humble Beginnings Tattoo. The first half of the episode was great. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Orly. In this episode, Orly takes us through how he got into actually tattooing Polynesian style and why he opened up Humble Beginnings. Like a lot of these interviews, I could have talked to Orly about this for hours. And so, as I say in the interview, we really only scratched the surface. I wish I could have talked to him a whole lot more. I'll definitely have him on for another episode in the future. That said, this is definitely a good chunk of the conversation I've been waiting to have with Orly. And I think it's a conversation that a lot of people are going to want to hear. So, here we go. So I came back here to San Jose and then um, I was tattooing out of the house. Right? Okay. So I was okay. tattooing out of the house and then I was like, man, I got to. Out of I your gotta, parents' house. Out of the parents' house. Yeah. Okay. And, and they the, were cool with that or was it kind of. Yeah, they were cool. They, I okay. mean, I gave them money, so they, I okay. guess they were okay, okay. you know. Uh-huh. And, and, and at the same time, I was, I found a job at um, Metro Newspaper. Okay. So I worked at Metro Newspaper. Um as a graphic designer, as a, as a uh, you know, um, yeah, as a graphic designer and um, did graphic design there. And then at home I tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing, I'd be, have my, you know, my friend circle, the graffiti circle. And then, um, and then from there it was, um, so I'm gonna fast forward now, yeah. right? Yeah. So. From then I met, I was doing a lot of graffiti in Milpitas at these Milpitas walls. They're quote unquote legal, I guess. Uh-huh. California Corvette, it was called, that, that wall was. So we used to paint there all the time, me and the homies, and we just paint and hang out. And and then one day uh, I was I was, I was was there 99, and then the summer of 99, just painting, painting, tattooing, doing all this stuff. And then I told my, and then I was painting with one of my my good friends that uh, that passed away, Eugene. Uh, at that time, his name, you know, his real name is Eugene uh, Menor. And then he, we were, he was going through some stuff. I was kind of going through some stuff in the summer. And then I was like, you know what? We were painting one day and and uh, kind of got into some deep conversation. And I was like, how you doing? This and that and. And then he's like, oh, you know, I'm going through a breakup or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know, I'm kind of in a relationship. I don't really like, you know, my relationship right now either. But I was like, if you had one place in the world, where would you move? And he was like, I wanna, I, I've been to Hawaii a couple of times and my, my parents brought me to Hawaii. And he's like, I would move to Hawaii. And I went to Hawaii one time already. So I was like, let's do it. He's all, he's all what are you talking about? And he, I was like, let's move to Hawaii. Let's let's uh move in the end of summer or winter time. Let's move to Hawaii in the winter time and let's let's uh you know at this time this is probably like July or so, right? And then I was like, let's save up money and then go move to Hawaii. 
So I was like, so he was like, yeah, cool. Let's let's try to do it. So we kept in touch, you know, painted, talked about like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do for work? What are we, you know? He's like, let's just let's just move, man. Whatever, you know, just pack a bag and just go. And um, and I was kind of like, and at that time I met. In between there somewhere, I met uh, uh, um, one of my friends told me, my, one of my friends, Edwin, told me he's getting a, a Polynesian tattoo. And at that time, I was like really like trying to learn Polynesian tattooing. I was like following Leo Zuloeta already. I was following all these uh, Polynesian artists, trying to learn and trying to figure out my own style. But my style was kind of more on the Leo tip, mm-hmm. you know, like real sharp blades and big black. And then... I met, um, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I met my, my, uh, my, my other mentor, Puino Yorondi, uh, Tahitian tattoo artist, um, French Tahitian tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. And he was tattooing out of a house, out of my friend Shamboy's house. And then, um, you know, I, I, I went in there, he got a tattoo and, and I was tattooing and I was like, hey, uh, you need, what do you need? You know, and then he was like, what do you need? The tattoo artist, I asked the tattoo artist, what do you need? Do you need anything? I tattoo also and I, I really want to learn tattooing and stuff. He's like, oh yeah, he's, he's all, I need a, he, I don't know, I need some needles and a chair and whatever. So I was like, cool. So I brought a salon, a red salon chair I had that you could, you know, you could pump uh-huh. and it would go up and down. And then I brought him some needles. I brought him gloves. I brought him all kinds of stuff, right? I buttered them up, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I hear some stuff, whatever, whatever. And I was like, I want to get a tattoo from you also. So he was like, yeah, cool, whatever. So I'd go there all the time. He'd get tattooed and he was tattooing there. I'd go there and then just hang out and then talk to him a little bit and made an appointment with him and, and got my forearm done. And, um, and then I was just kind of picking his brain all the time. Like, you know, what does this mean? What is this? What is that? What is this? And he's like, you know, if you really want to learn, you know, move to Hawaii, I'm going to open a shop in Hawaii. And then, and then that's why when I was like, I met up with, then, you know, backtracking, I met, when I met with Eugene and he told me he wanted to move to Hawaii. And that's, that's why I was kind of like, yeah, that's, that sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. I have an opportunity there, Yeah, you know, and uh, why not, you know? So anyways, um, I told, well, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll move to Hawaii. I'll go out there, you know, and, uh. And I'll learn or whatever. You haven't opened the shop yet, so you're not. You don't really have a shop yet. But whatever you do, I, whatever you want me to do, I'll move out there. So, mm-hmm. I, so me and Eugene moved out there, and then Joel, my other friend Joel uh, Albanes, he moved out there also. Mm-hmm. And uh, so three of us moved to Hawaii and uh, just moved, just did that, and yeah. just try to you know try to figure it out. Ne- did, and you opened no you, no you, so, he opened so the shop he opened the shop yeah, yeah yeah so we were all kind of doing our own thing you know he my friend was uh my i was i was tattooing at home i stayed with one of my my uh cousins mm-hmm. he was he was working as a, a a bartender waiter and we're living with his friend we all had somebody to live with and then by the time joel Joel was going to come. We said, hey, we got to find a place. We mm-hmm. got to get out of our situations we're in mm-hmm. right now because we both don't like where we're living, but let's go. And because he was like staying on the couch. I was staying on the couch, you know, and I was like, man, I got to, I got to, you know, figure this out. So we ended up finding a little hood apartment in, um, in Kalihi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was like three bedroom apartment 
for like 650 bucks mm-hmm. right so so um we found that and then then one then our friend joel was like hey uh, i'm gonna move i'm gonna you know you're gonna have the apartment ready and i was like yeah we're gonna have a place already mm-hmm. so he came you know and then um and then then just then that's when um and then at that time I was working as a graphic designer and I mm-hmm. was, I found a job as a, at a sign shop or something. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I did that. And then I was tattooing on the side and then my friend opened the shop. And opened and the Puno, shop. Then Puno opened the shop, New Tribal. New Tribal. Yeah. So New Tribal is the shop in Hawaii, but in Chicago it's Trial by Ink. Mm. So it's kind of funny. They both have a T, but Trial by Ink was, was Mike Cruz's shop. Yeah. And then, um, the new tribal, new was, tribal was Hawaii. They do sound kind of similar. Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So was it was was new tribal strictly a tribal shop then, or it was new tribal was, um, it was. I mean, we had some you know American traditional stuff. We had some mm-hmm. new school stuff on the walls. We had Japanese stuff, mm-hmm. but it was mostly like the focus was bringing the Polynesian, like having the first Polynesian shop. In Hawaii, there um, wasn't a Polynesian shop in Hawaii before that. You know what? I don't. Honestly, I don't even know. I don't think there was. I think yeah. he was the first one. I could be wrong. Regardless, you, you wanted to have a Polynesian shop. He in, wanted, yeah, in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, so he wanted to make it a Polynesian shop. So it was him, and then um, then I say Toitu. Um, one of my other mentors came on board. He was he was already pretty much on board too. And then uh, another artist named Rustin. He's in New York now. And then uh, and then we had an apprentice, Lucky Lucky Olelo. He was our one. He was our first apprentice. And then we had uh, then Mike Ledger came along after that. And you know. And then that's what kind of started that that whole chapter. You know, it's just, it was cool, man. That was the first time I really met Leo Zulueta too. You know, when when that came when that came about, and that was awesome because, you know, he he was a friend of the shop. He was friend of, of Bueno and all those guys, and, mm-hmm. and him being from Hawaii too. So, so it was cool, like like meeting all the all the people and meeting meeting a lot of the the, the good friends that I'm with now. You know, like yeah. a lot of the tattoo crew guys, which was Bong, Ryan, Justin, all those guys. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and that really started my 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 Polynesian journey. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then meeting the Mark of Four Wave guys, which was L and them. Those guys were those guys put me onto Filipino tattooing. Also, in '99, they were like, "Yo, this is it. This is Filipino tattooing." And I was kind of like, "Oh, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff." You know, they kind of showed me a little bit, and then this is we're doing a we're doing a revival on this. You know, you should be a part of it. And I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm mm. cool. But at that time, I was focused on Tahitian tattooing, Tahitian okay. Marcation tattooing. I was like, I was like, I want to focus on this. My teacher, you know, his specialty is Tahitian Marcation, uh, bold black work. So I want to learn this first. Mm-hmm. You know, in honor of him. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and you know, of course. You know, that's what I was drawn to, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and that was it, you know, and then I say I was, I say I was doing a lot of, you know, a lot of the Tongan, Samoan, Hawaiian stuff. Um, we do a lot of Hawaiian stuff too, but you know, that's what I say, um, focused on a lot. And, um, Puno was doing a lot of Hawaiian stuff too, since we we're being in Hawaii and he was mm-hmm. tattooing all the, like a lot of locals, a lot of the pro surfers and a lot of the, uh, you know, just 
just local, all the local boys and stuff. Yeah. So, sorry, keep going. No, 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 that's it. Um, so, you said, well, for, before I go there, I want be be at, at Trial by Ink. What kind of stuff were you, were you tattooing? Oh man, over there I was tattooing gargoyles, wizards, and and then I was tattooing like, you know, like um, rosary. Rosaries, mm-hmm. praying hands. I really got known to do a lot of people. Like I had in my portfolio, I had one praying hand. I did. I mm-hmm. did a pray. I did some praying hands on there, and from that whole portfolio, I think I did twenty at, yeah. when I was Everyone at that shop. Everybody hands. was like, "Oh, I like praying hands. I like those praying yeah. hands." You know. Yeah. And I did the shading a little, like a little different. I did it like more graph, not graph style, but I just kind of I did it a little different. So were you doing? Were, was it like? black and gray realism type stuff? No, 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 no. It was just like flash art, you know, okay. flash, yeah, yeah, 90s yeah. flash art. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like, uh, I don't know. I keep on saying gargoyles all the time, but I think they were <laughs> gargoyles. It was, uh-huh. I don't know what they were. They were like, yeah, they're like kind of gargoyle-ish. Then, yeah. then devil, um, no, what do you call them? Um, dragons and, mm-hmm. but more like 90s style. Yeah. So kind of, you know, that, that weird transition style, like kind of like, uh, and not too much black and I mean it was all black work everything mm-hmm. I was doing was black work but not black and gray shading mm-hmm. um, I mean it, how, how can I explain this it wasn't like black and gray shading now you know yeah, it wasn't yeah, like yeah. it wasn't like um, like Jack Rudy and all right. that stuff kind of black and gray it was mm-hmm. just like you know just flash art just regular yeah. flash art on a yeah. wall so it wasn't I don't want to necessarily say like it was it was that kind of style but it was more like I don't even know what kind of flash that was, dude. It was like Cherry Creek Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cherry Creek Flash was that like the yeah. It was just nine. I don't know. Yeah. I explained it. Nineties yeah. art, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what made you want to go from that to Tahitian and Polynesian stuff? It was. It was. Uh. It was at a point in my life when I was, I was tattooing all these different things, and then I just told myself I gotta. I got to figure it out. I got to hone my skills onto something and, mm-hmm. and attach myself to something culturally because I was, I felt culturally deprived. Like I was like, I don't, I, you know, I don't speak my mm-hmm. language. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I got to find something cl- as close as I can to, to island culture. Yeah. And that's what drew me to Tahitian, uh, Polynesian tattooing because, because that was the closest I could get to my culture because I didn't know anything about Filipino tattooing. I didn't even know there was Filipino tattooing mm-hmm. until until my other friend was, uh, until my other friend L uh, was telling me about it, you know, like, hey, there's Filipino tattooing, you know, mm-hmm. we have a lot of it, you know, and I mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's cool, but I wasn't, I wasn't fully captivated by it, you know, mm-hmm. um, because, like I said, I really wanted to first learn Tahitian, Hawaiian, uh, Marquesan, you know, all that, you yeah. know, all, all that kind of style first before I dove into something else, you know. Did you find what you were looking for when you started doing that? Yeah, I think I found, I think I found myself. I found, uh, like culturally I felt comfortable, uh-huh. you know, doing it and, um, being around peers that, that were doing it because I, you know, when, when I saw Leo, that's, that's why I really wanted to, tattoo also was when I saw Leo Zulueta in a magazine and I was like, yo, this guy looks like me. He looks like me. I think I could do it too. And, um, you know, and then I just got, 
I was mesmerized by his work. Like, oh, this yeah. guy does some crazy black work. Like, I want to try stuff like that. I want to do stuff like that. How do I do it? How do I learn? Yeah. And um, so I felt connected. I felt the connection. I felt I felt like, okay, this is my this is my journey right now. I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna do. Yeah. It. You know. So I put everything else to the side, and I was like, I'll, I can still do whatever you know to make money. Like, I'll do it. You mm-hmm. know, because you know, working in Waikiki, it's like you had no choice. Yeah. You know, there'd be times working in Waikiki. Then the the military guys would come in, you know, and right when we right when we walk, you know, they'll they'll say, okay, a ship is coming. All right, cool. Expect to be a lot of people, you know, a lot of military guys coming, guys and girls coming in to get tattooed. So we just kind of be like the first time I wasn't ready for it. I was like, yeah, whatever. Let's, you know, we could do it. I'll do as much as I can. Mm-hmm. I think one of the the biggest, the the, the most memorable memories that I, that I had was I walked to the shop like nine in the morning and there was a line, like 20 people in front of the shop. And I was like, Oh, what are all these people doing here? What's going on? And, and then my friend was like, hurry up, get in here. Let's go. Let's get to work. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right. So, you know, we had a list, opened up the doors, had a list of people, you know, um, and like, okay, you come in at two and we had like three or four different lists. So Puino would do like a lot of the black work. I mm. say the same thing. He would do a lot of the black and gray work, you know, black tribal work or whatever. And I did all the extra stuff. So I did the mm-hmm. flowers. I did uh, little turtles. I did mm-hmm. um, um, script. I did mm-hmm. everything, anything and everything, pretty much not Polynesian. Mm-hmm. But, and because I was still learning, right? Mm-hmm. And I was still having Puino teach, Puino and I say, teach me like, you know, mm-hmm. how to do patterns and stuff like that. So I wasn't fully, they didn't, maybe they didn't feel I wasn't ready yet, but they were like, you know, you do all this. So it was funny because these guys were doing big tattoos. You know, we were thinking, damn, we're going to make a lot of money today. And and working in Waikiki, you had to, you had, your hustle was, if you didn't work, you didn't know if you're gonna, you know, if you didn't work that day, you didn't know if you're gonna work tomorrow because right. it was it was very tourist based, you know, where we were at in Waikiki, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 military base, uh, military, you know, um, when the ships would come in or whatever, right? So we ended up, I think I ended up tattooing like 20, 20 or thirty tattoos that day, <laughs> bro. I was tattooing till like three in the morning, two Jesus. in the morning, just tattooing, banging out tattoos. Uh-huh. All right, boom, you're next. Boom, you're next. You yeah. Know? Who's next? Got a script. Okay, do it, do it. Yeah. And then, and uh, and that was crazy, man. I just stayed up all night, just tattooing, and 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 then the next day we tattooed again, the same thing. You know, did like did a bunch of work. Yeah. And then after that, no work for two weeks. Yeah. You know, it was just uh-huh. like, what happened to all the work? Mm-hmm. I already spent most of my money. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. I was thinking, damn, I'm making a lot of money, and then all yeah. of a sudden, nothing. You yeah. Know? So that's when. The harsh realization came in of you got to learn how to save your money. Mm-hmm. You got to learn how to understand that that when this come when this this wave comes, you ride it, you work, you hustle, you you do what you got to do to to you know to make ends meet. And then, but you don't know if you're guaranteed work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, because we at this at that time there was probably like I don't know ten maybe ten shops around us mm-hmm. in the in a four block radius, mm-hmm. maybe five block mm-hmm. radius, you know, there's like 10 shops. There's a, there's a lot of shops, maybe less, probably maybe less, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of shops. People, you know, go shop around that. And, um, 
And that was, that was the, that was a good eye opener. And oh, you know, just, you know, I always call it that Waikiki hustle, you know, just go uh-huh. and bang out work, work, uh-huh. work, work, and, and, and then, um, do what you can. And then, um, and then from there, it's like, you know, if you don't know, if you, if you don't know how to open your mind up and learn how to save money and how to be an adult and how to, how to, um, just, you know, just be responsible, then you're not going to make it. You know what I mean? Right. Because you're going right. to be broke. You're right. going to be broke and you can't make rent. You can't do mm-hmm. all this stuff because you're, you're partying afterwards. You're, there was a bar beside us. So we go drink afterwards and, you know, it's just a typical late nineties, yeah. you know, tattooing and stuff. So when, so your, your friends that showed you Filipino tattooing, you said at first you weren't really interested in it. When did yeah. you start developing an interest in it? Um, it was then. It was then. Yeah, he, okay. he kind of, you know, he was like showing me all this stuff, but I was, there was not enough information out there for me to really latch on and, 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 and understand because it was, it was like super hard to get books, you know, like I, yeah. you know, I don't think at that time, I don't think, um, maybe we use the computer here and there, but not mm-hmm. so much, you know, mm-hmm. everything was reference books. Everything was, was magazines and mm-hmm. we had our library of books and artwork and stuff. So, you know, trying to find information about Filipino tattooing, there's, there's not, there's, it was really hard to find. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, then of course, when, you know, Google and all that other stuff came out, then it started getting a little bit more, um, it was a lot easier to find that stuff. But, but at that time it was just, you know, my, my friend showed me a couple pictures like, Hey, check this out. This is a mummy mm-hmm. and look at this mummy. It's, it's a super old mummy that, that has, you know, all these female tattoos on them. And, and I was kind of like, Oh, that mm-hmm. Filipinos actually got, you know, got tattooed. And, um, but you know, at the same time it was, uh, like I said, I, I, I was concentrating on so many other things mm-hmm. that that was kind of, I put it on the side a little bit. Yeah. And then plus it was like, I, I didn't want to put anything I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, I was like, I was like, okay, you showed me a couple little things, but, but, uh, but that's all I could do. You know, yeah. I had like four patterns. Yeah. I had four patterns I knew or so. And then I just replicated that mm-hmm. you know, the best I could. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people, you know, knew about it. A lot of people knew about it. Some people, most people didn't. You know, so, so we were, we were kind of in the dark with everything, yeah. you know? So like I said, like me and Isaiah and Puino, we had like four patterns to work with and I was like, cool, I'll just mm-hmm. use those patterns and everything else would be Tahitian stuff or Marquesan or Maori stuff or Hawaiian, you know, just mix everything together like yeah. a, like a mixed plate, you know? How, and you, how long were you at New Tribal? So I left there in, uh, 2000, 2002. 2002. Yeah. And so did you like... How did you, how confident were you in your t- Polynesian, Tahitian work by the time you left? Um, so, so when, when, when I, before I left there, um, I was kind of having some, some issues with the, the shop or whatever. And I was like, I just, I'm just going to leave. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay, I have, I have a couple months. I, you know, I don't know if I could. I don't know what I'll do. I don't know if I'll work at at home before I leave or whatever. So I gave myself a couple of months before I left, and uh, and I ended up working at this other shop, which which uh, which was a Hawaiian tattoo company mm-hmm. under um, another Mike. <laughs> and uh, damn, what's his last name again? I forgot. 
just talk to him. But yeah, so so I worked at I worked at Hawaiian Tattoo Company, and uh, you know before I left Hawaii, and um, and then I yeah then I I left there. Yeah, I left there 2000, the beginning of 2002, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that, or, or the end of 2001. I mean, 20, 20, oh, 2001. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that, or 2002, something. And, the, and you were only at Hawaiian Tattoo Company for yeah, too just, long. Yeah, just, just real quick, just, just before I left. Yeah, and yeah. then you came here. Then I came here. At, metamorphic for a hot minute. Yeah, so I, so I was tattooing or at home. I went back rather. home again, uh-huh. tattooed at home. And then I was like, I gotta work in a shop. I gotta get out of this. I gotta get out, you uh-huh. know, get out of my mom's house and stop tattooing in, in my room or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, then I worked at Metamorphic Tattoo on, with Andy Johnson and uh, and the, that's I when think it was Jason back on, was in there. Bascom. Bascom, yeah, yeah. yeah on Bascom, had, I think yeah. Jason was there and Nick. Um. And Nick was there. Oh my God! Why am I blanking out on his name right now? Last name right now. And uh, Nick was there. He was the apprentice, and I think Jason was an apprentice. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And um, and then from there we uh, from there I was I worked with him, and but I was but my whole dream was to I want to open a Polynesian shop. I want to open an island shop. I want to do something that represents me. Mm-hmm. I want to do something for my culture. I want to do something for for what I learned in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and. And from then on, I was like, I told him, you know, I was like, hey, I'll work for you a little bit, but I want to open my own shop. And then he was like, yeah, he's like, that's fine. So I, I did that and then stayed there for a little bit. Um, no, I don't even know how long. It's probably not that long. Mm-hmm. And then I went to, and then 2002, then the end of 2002 in November, end of 2002 is when I, I, me and my cousin DJ were walk, driving around and I was like, I want to open a shop. I want to open a mm-hmm. shop. And I was working at Metamorphic and, and then DJ kind of looked to the side and we we're at Roosevelt Park over here mm-hmm. um, on 20, 20th Street, 1920th Street and Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, there's a lease open. That was probably the first shop we've seen. You know, we didn't even look anywhere else. We just yeah. were driving and we saw it. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. There's a park across the street. Not knowing that that park was... The history of that park, you know how how dangerous how dangerous it used to be, and mm-hmm. that whole neighborhood, mm-hmm. how Roosevelt Park was. But I was like, yeah, let's you know, let's go and let's go call to get the phone number, you know, take a picture of the number, and let's call them and and talk to the landlord and see what's up. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I opened the shop there, two thousand, the end of two thousand two, um, and uh, and that was and that was crazy because opening. I didn't know business wise. I didn't know anything about business. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "This is what you gotta do: go get a business license, go you know, go to the city, and you know, get your tax whatever tax ID number." Mm-hmm. I don't even think she told me that. She just told me get a business license, <laughs> and then here's the lease, you know, uh-huh. and go and register your name. That's what it was. Go register your name, uh, your business name. So, uh, so I figured a name, and it was, HB was a derived from uh, a graffiti crew that me and my my friends made and HB, you know, kind of represented different things like heartburn and mm-hmm. heartburn as in like, you know, the, 
I don't know the 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 burning in your heart of how much you love graffiti. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> and then and then I said, "Oh, HB." I was like, "Oh, how about humble beginnings?" Uh-huh. And then I kind of Google searched it, and, and everything that came up was like wedding stuff, wedding, humble beginnings, wedding, humble uh-huh. beginnings, uh, you know, bakery or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I'll make it a tattoo shop. Why not?" Yeah. So uh, so I registered that name. And then end of 2002, like I said, opened up the shop and then it was terrible. It was horrible. It was just dead. Like I tattooed a little bit, the name, you know, I tattooed some of my clients from, from the house there and then it was just dead. Uh-huh. Like I was like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? I'm opening a shop. I don't know how to, I don't even know what I'm doing. I, I, I'm stretching, I'm stretched too thin right now. I, I don't know how to pay my bills, mm-hmm. you know, and, and at that time I probably got a, you know, a couple angel investor loans, which is not even, you know, just like homie loans, right? Yeah. A couple thousand here, a couple thousand there. And then, uh, to open the shop and to, to make sure I was like somewhat okay. Mm-hmm. And then, um, survived that, survived that winter springtime started coming around 2003 and then it started picking up boom started you know then jessica came around we were doing a lot of graffiti and he was asking like hey you you you, are you looking for an apprentice and i was like well if you want come by the shop and maybe i could teach you some and then then another friend tino came by and then then that's when Corey came by and uh and then we started and i was like damn we got a shop like there's actually people in here and we got and you know and we're making some money Mm mm-hmm and you know at that time it was it was cool you know like a couple of the a couple of the um you know some of the the friends came by that that had shops around us like you know i remember uh you know like Taki came by and congratulated us you know mm-hmm. there's there's a couple of folks that came by which is which was cool you know and and uh and it was it was a it was a you know it was one of those times too when it's like opening a shop at that time was wasn't as like when I was growing up, when I was not growing up, when I was living in Chicago, if you opened a shop, like their rule of thumb was if you open a shop, you better be five blocks at minimum. Right. From away another shop. From another shop. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to get a brick through your window. Yeah. Right. So I used to come to the shop, man. And and I remember I used to come to the shop and, and other shops, I don't think we were that close to other shops, but I remember other shops used to go and... Um, throw needles, dirty needles all really? over the front of the shop. And then they would call the city and I'd try to call the city or whatever and be like, hey, they have a bunch of dirty needles in front of their shop and, mm-hmm. you know, try to close us down. And, uh, you know, so it was always stuff like, like random stuff like that happening. And then that's what I always kind of tried to, you know, that's when I opened the shop. I was like, okay, who's the closest shop to me? Mm-hmm. And the closest shop at that time was New School. No, not New School. Was it New School or was it? New school. Uh, New school wouldn't have been that far away. Like that, they were. Was that when did they open? Santa Clara. They opened in late nineties. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but then what was New School? Are you talking about the New School right here by Bascom on San Carlos? They moved to downtown. I don't. I don't remember when they moved to downtown. But it was in the late nineties. No, they opened the first one in the late nineties. Okay. So, so I think. Yeah. So, so they, we, maybe if I got to figure out my dates, but maybe that was the closest shop. And then, yeah, I think that was, that was the closest shop. Cause I, I remember I, I, I guest spotted there one day and I freaked out because I was like, 
it was like uh, I, was, I was I was freaked out and I was scared working, you know, just being over there because the, the high caliber of artists there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because um, Paco one day was like, hey, why don't you why don't you come and guest spot or come and check mm-hmm. it out or whatever. And I just after that, I totally flaked on him because I was like, man, this is crazy, bro. <laughs> These guys are everybody here is super sick. And uh-huh. he's like, oh, you're good, too. Whatever. You do your own thing. And I'm like, oh, I don't know, man, this is this is freaking me out, you know. And then, um, so yeah, they were there and then I opened the shop. Cause I remember telling Paco like, Hey, I want to open my own shop. I want to do my own thing or mm-hmm. whatever. But you, yeah. you said that you wanted to open an Island Polynesian shop, uh, in your hometown. And when you finally did that, what did that mean to you? I think it was... For me, I I didn't know, you know, I didn't know any other shops on the the West Coast. I I would say not the West Coast in the Bay Area because the West Coast. I would say Leo, you know, of course Leo mm-hmm. Leo had his shop, you know, in L.A. Um, and there was a couple of other shops, you know, but Leo was one of the 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 main hubs of, you know, that of island culture mm-hmm. in you know, that kind of style of shop. So that's what I wanted to emulate, but my style, right? And, um, you know, opening the shop, I wanted to bring that cultural diversity to tattooing, mm-hmm. you know, not to tattooing, but to tattooing in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. you know? So I was like, all right, I got this, I got this education and this this knowledge about um, island tattooing mm-hmm. and I want to I wanna do my own thing. This is, this is, you know, and I've always been uh, kind of a lightweight entrepreneur ever since I like, you know, selling artwork, um, working at Great America. Working at Great America really taught me how to be an entrepreneur because I was working at as an airbrush artist, you know, after high school. I was working or during high school and after high school, I was an airbrush artist. And that was that hustle, too, is like you got to work, you know, and to to make commission. And I'm like, oh, what's commission? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're explaining that to me. And then I was like, all right, cool. And, and you know, then learning how to do side jobs from mm-hmm. there and, you know, and uh, getting paid for stuff, you know, mm-hmm. getting paid for do murals or getting paid to airbrush T-shirts on the side. And then that was like that that entrepreneurial spirit that, that really kicked in. And then that's why I really wanted to open the shop because I wanted to bring that, you know, just do my own thing, man. And just, and really push, um, push Island tattooing mm-hmm. to where I feel it, it, uh, it not really weird needed to go, but I just wanted to just, just have, have, um, have my experience and my, and my love for the culture and, and just have a, a shop that, that emulated that. Yeah. No. Yeah. You've been this month it's 21 years, right? November. Yeah. Um Yeah, 21 years. Yeah. Yeah, last year was 20 years, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm like blanking. I need more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to skip too far ahead in the store, but like I mean, there's been so many um so many amazing artists that have come through here, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would argue that Humble Beginnings is one of the premier tattoo shops in San Jose. Oh, thanks, man. The, the, um, awesome. How would you summarize, 
no, no, no. Before we get there, do, no, sorry. I, I got two, I got two things, two ideas flowing <laughs> in my mind. Do you, how, yeah, okay. No, let's go with what I was originally going to say. How would you summarize your impact? How do you view your impact? I think besides culturally, I've always had that, like I was telling you, I had that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial um, mindset. So I was always kind of like, I was always open and always uh, open with, it. if anybody in the shop that worked at the shop was like, yo, I want to I wanna open my own shop. And since I was always somewhat, I don't want to say oppressed, but somewhat like, People were always talking down on me, like, no, don't open the shop. You know, some people were like, don't, mm -hmm. don't open the shop, don't do it. You know, go work at a shop and, and, you know, whatever. And, but for me, every time somebody wanted to open a shop that was working, like, you know, that worked here and they're like, yo, I have inkling of opening a shop. And I'm like, what you need? I was always open to that. I was always, I was like, you know, I was always, um, open-minded and 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 truly heartfelt about like yo whatever you need i help you i help mm -hmm. you to you know um help you guide you in whatever i can do like this is the certain things you need this is what you need to do this is the city stuff this is the permits mm -hmm. you know you need to do this that the other you know what i mean and not really the financial stuff a little bit of the financial stuff i would kind of school them on but but it was just stuff that I kind of learned on my own. Like, all right, make yeah. sure that this season, winter season, you got to stack up. Because if you don't stack up, you know, you don't know how dead it's going to be. And right. you know, you're going to get a lot of cancellations this time. Mm -hmm. Don't open during the winter time, you know, like I did. I opened the winter time. And winter time was, it was a horrible idea because for me it was because I was relying basically check to check. I was relying on... Um, on okay, I'm gonna open a shop and it's gonna be busy, mm -hmm. you know, which it mm -hmm. wasn't. So you know, open open up a during during a good time, like like plan it out accordingly. Open up in the springtime, so then you have that you have that time to build up the shop. So when it comes to wintertime, at least at least you'll have um, you'll have a little bit of um, you know a little bit of a following, so people will mm -hmm. know that you're around. You know, when I open, I, I don't you know nobody knew. You know, I mean, people knew, but it, we didn't have social media. We had MySpace and stuff, right? We had like Friendster, MySpace. Yeah. And, but, you know, uh, I, I maybe Facebook was around, but I, I wasn't using it, you know. Mm -hmm. But I remember I was using MySpace a lot, like, you know, mm -hmm. learning like, oh, this is this is the new thing. Let's go and post our pictures on here. And then, you know, then people would, you know, e um, DM me or, or whatever you call it back then message me and, you know, come to the shop, mm -hmm. you know, see, you know, this is what we can do for you. And then, um, but nowadays, you know how it is nowadays, social yeah. media and all that stuff. It's, 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 you know, that's the, that's what's going to propel your business. But, but like I was saying, like I was always open to anybody wanting to open a shop. Anybody wanted to do their own thing. I was always like, whatever you need, yeah. I'll be here to help you just go ahead and ask. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and and you have my blessing, you know, whatever. You, you don't even need my blessing. You could do whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you don't need anybody. Sometimes, sometimes people say, you, you know, you want to get blessings from people and stuff like, oh, I want to open a shop, you know, give me your blessing, mm-hmm. you know, but nobody gave me their blessing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody, everybody told me not to open a shop. Mm-hmm. So that's why I opened the shop because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to do this. I want to mm-hmm. do this for the culture. I want to do this for, for what, you know, I want to have my own space. I want to yeah. have a, a space that, that reflects me as a, as an artist, you know, and all the shops I went into, I didn't see that except, mm-hmm. you know, except like, like Leo's shop, mm-hmm. but then, you know, that was in LA. Mm-hmm. Just, I guess it's just that journey of opening a shop. Like I wanted people to experience that because yeah. it's like, it's experience my stress, experience my joy, <laughs> experience my love for it. Yeah. But, but in all honesty, that's what I would tell them most of the time is like experience my stress, like right. do it, right? do it. If you ever, if it, if it ever like, you know, God knows what, if it, if, you know, if it ever fails, which I'd never want to say, or if, if it doesn't work out, you can always come back to the shop. Right. You know, um, your my doors are always open, you mm-hmm. know, but, but try it, you know, feel, feel the stress that yeah. I go through. You know, I went through two ulcers, bleeding ulcers, you know, going oh, to the hospital and stressing out and, and not running, not knowing how to run a business and, you know, learning over time you know, how to somewhat run a business, you mm-hmm. know, and, uh, you know, not, com- you know, I didn't take any business classes. I didn't, I didn't know anything about taxes. I didn't know anything about anything, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and slowly, but surely I was, but I learned, but at the same time, it was, it was more of the hustle. It was like yeah. work, work, work. And, and, um, and just put out, you know, put out solid work and, clean lines and and be a personable person you know be mm-hmm. very personable and 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 um you know just do the best you can to right. give customer service you know what i mean yeah. because you know then customer service was a trippy thing too because because then yelp came around right mm, then your yeah. customer service kind of <laughs> like I, you know, now you're going to be, yeah, now it mattered. Yeah. You know, um, and when, I don't even know when that happened, when Yelp came around and, and that was a huge thing too, because, but cause before it was word, word of mouth, right? Mm-hmm. So it was all gossip. Like if somebody said, oh, don't go to him because he's so-and-so or, mm-hmm. or don't go to her because, you know, she's, she's not, a, you know, doesn't have a great attitude towards me or, you know, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you know, and you could just tattoo somebody and you're having a bad day and then all of a sudden, boom, you're your customer service just, you know, your star gets dropped mm-hmm. because your customer service sucked that day, mm-hmm. you know? But, yeah. 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 So, um, let's see, how are we doing on time? It's 4.15. Okay, just a, co- just a couple. Let me use the bathroom real quick. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Sorry. <laughs> right. So you good. Take your break. So... All right. There, I mean, we could be talking for like six hours. Oh, right? bro, we, we you know what's only cool. like barely scratching the you know, surface. You know what's cool is, is um, are you recording now? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know what's cool is, um, is this is like therapy for me. Is it? You know, I've always, honestly, like I, I feel like, I feel kind of a, I feel like kind of a dick because there are so many people, you're my first podcast. Okay. There are so many people that wanted to, interview me for podcasts i i don't even know how many but i always was like i'm not ready for it and that's why i probably that's why i flaked on you i mean that's why i always was gonna flake on you again because i (laughs) I felt like i wasn't ready 
But every time, but since the first time somebody asked me to do a podcast, I'd record myself. I'd drive. Mm-hmm. I do this, I do this thing where I drive and that's like my, that's like my, my thinking space. That's my space mm-hmm. where I can, um, where I can really just be myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm, I'm talking to a, I'm talking to my phone. I'm talking mm-hmm. to a recorder Yeah, and I can really open up to myself and to my own thoughts and to my, my feelings and everything like that. So I would practice, mm-hmm. like practice to myself. It was like having my own podcast, you know, yeah, and yeah. almost like um, this is how my day is going. This is what I want to tell people. This is what my experience is today or now or back then or whatever. And it was just like recordings after recordings. It was almost like practicing. Mm-hmm. And then when you hit me up, I was kind of like, hey, I got to do this. I got to do this, man, because I, I've been putting off way too many people. And but those podcasts are like primarily about business stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was, I would, I would freak out because I'm like, yo, I'm not really a businessman. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wouldn't consider myself a businessman, but I consider myself just, just a, I don't want to say a hustler, but it was just, I was just like, I just, I knew basic things about business mm-hmm. and the basic necessity is on how to make money. Mm-hmm. But you asked me about. LLCs, S corps. <laughs> you asked me about. Um, I mean, I'm educated about that now, but right. back then, you know, so many years ago, I didn't know anything about that. You know, right. like, right. Um, so, so this, so this, this is like I was saying, like this is therapy. You know, this is a ther- this is therapeutic for me to talk to somebody about tattooing because. Yeah, I did interviews and stuff like that, and it's different because when you're talking on an inter- when you're doing an interview with in front of a a camera, I kind of freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I look in the camera. You can't really, you know, you're looking in the camera and then you just, you just blank out a little mm-hmm. bit, or you mm-hmm. you have to try to put on this persona of like like this is me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm on this, you know, not a high horse, but you know, you try to make yourself as as eloquent as you can. You try mm-hmm. to you try to use big words and you try to you know you're kind of not yourself. Yeah, you know, but I mean, for me, anyways, because I'm not, I feel like I, I'm not uh, as like, you know, I don't, I don't have that. that uh, I'm not really good at speech or you know stuff like, you know, what I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of those things where 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 when it's 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 more like you know like this kind of podcast really mm-hmm. really it's more therapy and it kind of really puts me in a mood where I could I could really just be myself opposed to. Um, trying to put on a uh i don't want to say a fake personality or something like that or, mm-hmm. or a, a person that i'm not but the camera and podcast is totally different from yeah, me. yeah yeah so it's it's kind of just like you know me talking to my you know yeah. talking to my phone and, yeah. and when i say talking to my phone you know what i mean just yeah, re- yeah, yeah. the recordings yeah and, and um and I do that for for the you know therapy reasons. And my wife knows that too. Michelle knows that. She's always like, "Yo, you got to start a podcast and talk about just because I go fishing a lot, mm. you know." And mm-hmm. she's like, "Go and go and whoever you want to go meet with and talk about whatever." Yeah. And and but be fishing. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, that's a good idea." You know, she has mm-hmm. she has a million great ideas, and and I listen to probably five percent of them, but. You know, and on all these ideas, I'm like, yeah, I want to do that one day, but you know, that'd be dope. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, it's always like, I always, uh, you know, it's, it's just, I want to do a million things at once. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got no time. Uh, speaking of time, in the interest of time, I got I got two things that I 
because like I said, we could be talking for like six hours. Oh, yeah, and we, yeah. we haven't even scratched the surface. Um, but there are two main things that I want to get answered in the time that we have left. Um, and then I will also give you some time to say what you want to say. And so in the interest of time, I'm going to say both those things. All right. You've had, you've, you have, you've had several apprentices here yeah. at, uh, um, at HB. Uh, currently you got Lonnie, you've yeah. had Mel, um, and a handful of others that I know yeah. I'm forgetting. And, and, and then even like Sefa wasn't a, an apprentice, but, but he, he, this was his first shop and yeah. right. And, 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 uh, and then Will who's doing great stuff here. Right. I, I don't think, I don't no, know. No, he, he was an apprentice, apprentice, but no, he, no. but he's still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean? <sighs> what does it mean to you? Like, let's specifically take Mel's case. Yeah. Right. Um, um, I only know a little bit about her background. I've done a story for her yeah. uh, on her in Metro before. Mm -hmm. She's also Filipina. Mm -hmm. And what did it mean to you to be the conduit for her to connect to her culture through tattooing as well? Um, and, oh, go ahead, and, then, go ahead. and then the other thing yeah. that is somewhat related is I've seen you get tattooed by Leo Zuleta. I was there yeah. when you were getting tattooed yeah, by yeah. Cap City, right? Yeah. Um, what did that mean to you? Oh yeah, so those, those, those two, two things. things. Okay, so with with Mel and with the other apprentices that, like this is this is a tough one because a lot of artists will only take on a couple apprentices mm -hmm. throughout their whole tattoo career, mm -hmm. and it's for me. I think for me, it's it was one of those things where I always wanted to teach. Mm -hmm. Like, like I always wanted to teach and I always wanted to share like, cause nobody, I mean, I don't want to say nobody, but there was only a couple of people that, that helped me. A lot of people helped me to get to where I am now, but there's a couple of people that genuinely heartfelt helped me to get, you know, to get into tattooing, mm -hmm. but everybody else shut me down. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it be race, you know, or, or whether it be, um, you know, they didn't see it in me or whatever it may be. It was, I was always, every time that happened, mm -hmm. I always knew in my heart, like, yo, when I have an apprentice or people want to learn, I want to teach because, because they're going to learn anyways. Mm -hmm. If they want, really want to learn, they're going to learn anyway. So why, why, why can't I teach them or why can't I help them on their journey? Mm -hmm. So that's that's just me. That's just my heart because I was, you know, I I was, I was um, pushed down, I guess, so much that it made me, it made me really realize like um, I want to help, um, you know, especially like um, I don't want to just say like Islanders or whatever, but mm -hmm. I wanted to help people in my community that, mm -hmm. that don't have, that don't know where to start, they could start here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not like offering it to everybody, but I'm saying like, if you, if your vibe is right and your heart is right, and I feel like you could vibe with us and, and you know, you're overall a good person, you know, why not come to the shop and, and, mm -hmm. and I could help you out in your journey, you know, mm -hmm. like, um, uh, like for instance with Mel, when I tattooed her, I didn't, I didn't even realize I tattooed her. I tattooed her like, I tattooed her, uh, you know, uh, at a, at a young age when she was young. And then, and then all of a sudden this, this girl comes in like years later, this, uh, this girl comes in and she shows me a drawing 
And then I see it and it was like a tribal piece. And I was like, damn, this is pretty good. I was mm-hmm. like, who drew this? And uh, she was like, oh, I can't tell you. I was like, well, if you can't tell me, then I, I can't tattoo you. And she mm-hmm. was like, what? She's like, why not? And I was like, because you're not, I'm, I'm asking you a simple question. Mm-hmm. Who drew this? And if you don't tell me, I'm, I'm, I refuse to tattoo you. Mm-hmm. And then so she makes a call and she's like, hey, he won't tattoo me because um, I, 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 promised, I promised you, I promised Mel that I wouldn't say anything, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was, you know, she was just like, not embarrassed, but probably like, don't tell him I did it. Don't mm-hmm. tell him, I, you know, mm-hmm. super shy, right, mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, um, and then I told her, why don't you come in? You know, I said, then she goes, then she told me like, oh, you know, she, she, uh, she wants to learn how to tattoo and stuff like that. And, and I, she drew this tattoo for me and this is one of my good friends. I was like, well, tell her to come in. And after I meet her, then I'll tattoo you, you know? So she came in, Mel came in, you know, and I, I offered her apprenticeship and I was like, yo, I think you got it. You know, it's like, you want to try it out and, you know, give you a trial period, you know, you clean up the shop and you do this and that and, and we'll go from there. And, uh, and, you know, so, you know, Jessica was, was my, my first apprentice and he's in Hawaii now, Jessica Mm -hmm. Serrano. Mm -hmm. And, that was kind of a weird thing too. It wasn't weird, but it was like one of those things where we did graffiti here and there. I didn't mm-hmm. really know him. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know him as a friend, but I knew him through the graffiti scene. And I was like, well, if you want to learn, you you know, come by the shop. And since I had those, like that, the somewhat informal apprenticeship in Hawaii, and then I had the apprenticeship in Chicago, I knew how hard it was. Mm-hmm. And how to how to deal with, and just the the hardships of having an apprenticeship. So I I you know I that's how that's what I that's what I knew. So that's what I was like. All right, this is this is what's gonna happen. This is how you do it. You know this and that. And I kind of now I'm like now getting an apprentice. Now it's like I think I'm just almost to the point where I, I almost burned myself out to, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I'm doing so many things. I got the kids and everything mm-hmm. like that. I'm not as like fully, uh, fully there mm-hmm. to teach. So that's why it, right now it's like, I think I'm done with, with, with having apprentices, but, mm-hmm. but with, with, um, with all the hardships of, you know, Chicago apprenticeship, especially, mm-hmm. um, that really put in perspective of, of all right they put me through the ringer now i'm gonna put you through the ringer you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and uh you know not in a bad way you Mm -hmm. know like in a traditional sense right Mm -hmm. like draw paint clean mostly Mm -hmm. clean clean you know clean talk to the like learn customer service Mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the main things like learn how to talk to people you know um learn how to be learn how to you know of course if you didn't know how to draw then and I wouldn't even take you in in the first place. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're a decent artist and I see something in you, then then you know, let's let's try it out. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So that was the main thing. It was just like learn, like teaching people and, and mm-hmm. having that having that um, personality where I could um, just just show people, you know, a little bit about uh, not a, you know just. I don't know how to explain it. Like, mm-hmm. just opening myself up and like, okay, this is what I got. This is what I got to show you. I'm gonna show you as much as I can, as much as I can remember. Mm-hmm. 
and whatever in my in my um, in my abilities to have you to be a better artist than than mm-hmm. I can ever be, mm-hmm. you know, and and don't make the same mistakes I did, don't, you know, just continually grow, continually learn, and and you know, don't be conceited, don't be this mm-hmm. and that, you know what I mean. Keep yourself level headed and mm-hmm. and learn how to, you know, I always try to tell them like learn how to save up your money, you know, mm-hmm. learn how to, you know, little financial stuff, right? Yeah, but mostly how to just be a good tattooer good person mm-hmm. you know before being a good tattooer just being a good person at the same time you know it's like yeah it's like learning how to how to just how to um how to cater to the community you know what i mean and how to how to be a person that that can that can help out the community and how to and how to um just uplift the community how to how to help people mm-hmm. you know and you know yeah, tattooing is, is is therapy, but at the same time, it's a luxury, right? Right. Because you don't really need tattoos, but mm-hmm. you need a lot of people. But you need sometimes to cope. You mm-hmm. need to to represent something, you know, that that happened in your life, or just to get a mm-hmm. tattoo, just to get mm-hmm. a tattoo because you want it. But, um, but yeah, like I said, it's just. Um, but the main thing out of, out of all that was just how to be a how to be a, a decent human being and how yeah. to. Um, how to just kind of give thanks to to what I'm gonna what tattooing can give to you, what tattooing could to bring, you know, how it could provide for you, how it can how you know, how if you do it right, mm-hmm. if you do it somewhat right, mm-hmm. you know, it can it can help you to um to travel the world, to right. you know, you know, all that stuff. To yeah. um to to meet like different Different, you know, to go to different places to just bring your machine anywhere yeah. in the world, and and if you you do you know somewhat decent tattoos, you could probably work there. You could work in you know different countries and just and 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 build relationships and uh, and build a small community. You know, it's like you know that's what I'm I'm super thankful about, like my my Hawaii family, my Hawaii tattoo family, and stuff like that, and and you know my Tahiti family. Um, you know, all all yeah, like you know everybody, everybody. I Pretty much. The, I want to pull an audible on the Leo question because this is in the same spirit. And you brought up your your Hawaii family. You you, you said that you get you guess well. You told me before the interview you guest spotted it for twelve years on and off at Seven Sun. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you've also connected Mel and and Lonnie and all of them with the folks over at Seven Sun as well. Or is um, that a different no, shop? No, no, no. That's no, that's. No, 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 a different shop. Because I've always, I've always been at Seven Sun. Uh, I mean, I, when I, when Jason Condell, Eric mm-hmm. Reith, and Luke Stewart opened the shop, I was their first part-time employee, right? You know, I wasn't like a full-time, but I was their first, okay. their first hire, I guess. You know, getting tattooed by Jason, I was, I was already, I already had the shop here, and but I, I wanted to work there to to open up my, um, just to keep on learning, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause I was like, yo, these, these guys are, these guys are like some of the best artists in the world mm-hmm. and, and they're good friends. So why not ask them for a, to guest spot and to, yeah. you know, to learn more, to learn more and just keep on learning, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not to, not to always, I mean, that was me, you know, I, I always wanted to be around people that I could learn from, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and being another and since their caliber was, you know, they were on a different caliber of, of tattooing, I was like, yo, I want to, I want to 
be there and learn and mm-hmm. and and uh and experience that you know yeah yeah so when you say your hawaii family who is that who you're talking about or who else are you, who are you talking oh about? no so i'm talking about like bong rich all those mm-hmm. guys those guys you know um uh the tattoo crew guys like i you know i say uh and you know all those guys i mean there's a there's there's a there's a huge list mm-hmm. um but a lot of those guys are mentors and super good friends you know they 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 help me to to um to really also become who i am here you know yeah. because they if it wasn't for them also you know because they could they could have been they could have had that mentality where you know like locals only mentality like mm-hmm. yo like don't do don't do this work mm-hmm. you know you don't you shouldn't be doing this work because mm-hmm. because um you know but they weren't like that you know they mm-hmm. they they taught me you know um the value of friendship and the te- and and in and uh and they accepted me like that you know mm-hmm. it what it wasn't always like that you know mm-hmm. like when i first met bong and when I first met Bong, which is really a really good friend of mine too, you know, him, Justin, and Ryan, you know, I I said some some, I don't know what I, I said some stuff before. They had a there was somebody that came into the shop when I was working at New Tribal, and I was kind of like trying to hustle and trying to work on on this guy that came in, and I was like, you should do this and that to your tattoo, but he ended up. T- going to back to their shop and telling mm-hmm. them like, yo, this guy from the mainland came and said, I should do this and that to my work on Justin, my friend Justin's work. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're like, who's this guy? Who's this guy from the mainland? Let's go and let's go and let's go and beat him up. And, uh, and they actually came to the shop and, you know, when they're ready to, you know, I was outside the shop, um, you know, just chilling outside the shop at New Tribal in Waikiki. They, I saw them coming by, and then I was, I was kind of like, "Oh, what's up, guys? You guys are from, you know, Tattoo Crew. That's cool." Uh, and then, um, but they're ready to beat my ass, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. And that was my first time meeting them, mm-hmm. you know. But their intention wasn't to come say what's up. Their intention right. was to come regulate. And then Isaiah came out. And he introduced me, you know, like, oh, this is my, this is my brother Orly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna introduce you. And then after that, they're like, oh, damn, we can't, we can't beat up this fool. Mm-hmm. We can't beat him mm-hmm. up because he's, you know, he's Isaiah's boy. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, it was just like, it was like, oh, this mainland kid is coming to Hawaii to learn, mm-hmm. you know. But but being me as 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 you know, in my personality, I was like, yo, you know, it's like. I'm gonna give you all the respect I can, and and I'm here to learn. I'm mm-hmm. here to 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 give as much as I can, and not take. You know, not just take, 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 but give back as mm-hmm. much as I can to you guys. Um, so building those relationships with them, you know, over the years, <clears throat> um, you know, that's you know, that's my my mm-hmm. my family back. You know, that's yeah. why I mean my my family there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they accepted me for 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 being a mainland boy yeah you know what i mean even even though i look like a local boy like Mm -hmm. being a mainland boy going over there and then and then learning that whole culture Mm -hmm. and um and bringing it here Mm -hmm. you know and really but at the same time always giving thanks to them and respecting their respecting respecting them Mm -hmm. and 
you know, and always, just always like showing gratefulness to them because they, you know, they accepted me and yeah. and taught me and helped me out. You know what I mean? Um, sorry, I'm checking the time. I no, you're good. We, um, what time is it now? It's oh yeah, you're good. Um, the the sh- what what is the the shop that Mel and Kaylin and Lonnie and Alan and them have gone to visit in Hawaii several times. Um, so there's about? a yeah. So Soul Signature, Soul, Soul Signature, Signature is the is is like our sister shop there. Yeah. Um, and are any of the is who who runs that shop? So Isaiah Isaiah um, Suluape Isaiah Toitu, he um, he's the owner of that shop. And then, but this isn't the same Isaiah from New Tribal. It's the same it Isaiah. It is the same Isaiah. It's the same Isaiah, okay. but he wasn't. He wasn't Suluape. He wasn't Suluape. He's a Suluape now. Okay. You know what so, I mean. So that's why the whole kinda, su- the Suluape leg- legacy is something that I regret that we didn't get into in this interview. Yeah. But but that's okay. The point that the reason why I bring up this shop is because it relates to what you were just talking about. When I talked to Mel yeah. and Alan and Lonnie about going there, they talk about it with such reverence. Oh yeah. 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 yeah and that sure. they got to talk with Isaiah yeah. and, and, and learn from him. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make that connection that like the, that, 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 that story where they wanted to come and beat your ass yeah. and then Isaiah, yeah. you know, come and put, put your arm around yeah, you, around yeah. you and stuff and like accepted you for who you were. Yeah. They're now having a very similar experience. Oh, I yeah. mean, no one wants to beat their ass, but they are kids yeah. from the mainland coming yeah. over and it learning. Was, yeah, it was because of that connection, right? So it, it was like, all right, these are basically like my, I don't want to say my kids, but, mm-hmm. you know, like these mm-hmm. are like kind of like my kids, you know, in the tattoo industry. Um, I helped them and I helped them to get to a certain point and to nurture them to a certain point. And, and now you reflect humble beginnings. You are humble beginnings, so you better reflect it properly wherever you go. And, uh, and my connection with, you know, with soul signature is, is like, we had, we had that bond. We had that, like, you know, that brother and sister bond, you know, and, um, there's, you know, there was other shops of course that, that, that are there, but, but soul signature was the one that, well, you know, Isaiah, of course, Isaiah, um, how tight we became. Like after I came, after I finished up or, you know, moved back here, I was always hitting them up. Like Isaiah, Rich, um, Bong, you know, all you guys, whoever wants to come, you know, come to the, to the, the sh- I didn't even have a shop back then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, come and work in my garage. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Come mm-hmm. and work in my garage. You can stay at my house, whatever you need. You know what I mean? That was just the, the, the open door policy that I had. You know, it was like, whatever you guys needed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I always have an open door, you know, and I have a car for you. We have a room for you. We have anything you need, you know? And um, so it was It was one of the, it's just, it's just family. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, they're just... That's all it is. Is that they're just family. They be we. They all became family. We all became a huge family and, and a tight knit community. Um, you know, they yeah. they they just accept. You know, let me say they they yeah. just accept me for who, what what I was. And I was yeah. like, like now I'm back here in Cali and whatever you need, I I'll provide it for you. I'll help mm-hmm. you out. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, 
back then it was it was cool because it was like all right it's easy travel from hawaii to here mm -hmm. you know and then then building up your clientele here they already had like somewhat of a clientele here too mm -hmm. so they so it was it was easy for them to build yeah you know build yeah. their clientele and stuff and and um and and my you know like when there's conventions here or whatever a lot of them came stayed at the house mm -hmm. and uh Oh man, it's just now I got my mind is going everywhere. Like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> like, who am I leaving out? There's so many yeah, people. There's yeah. so many people, and there's so many, um, so many, um, so many memories, you know. But uh, but it was always it was always like Soul Signature, um, mm -hmm. you know, Bong Shop when he had a shop, you know, Rich's shop, um, and and. Uh, blanking out right now but yeah there's it was just that that community we started building you know yeah building that yeah. that tight-knit community of 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 like all right when you're here you you can go to the shop when you're right. here in, in in oregon you go to the shop yeah you know and these are these are kind of like you know these are like these are like the hubs these yeah, are your yeah. hubs that you yeah. can go to and you're you're always welcome there you're always whatever you need mm -hmm. you know, they got you you know what yeah I mean? that's really cool yeah is there anything that hasn't been said that you want to get on the record? Mm, I don't know. I think it's just, let me see. What I didn't talk about, I don't, know, I don't, I don't even remember what I talked about. I talked <laughs> about so much stuff. But I think it's just, um, it's, for me, it's just being thankful, like thankful for what tattooing has as you know the friendships that is built the bridges that is built for me the 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 love that it has given me and uh you know what it has provided for me and my family and for and for all the 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 relationships that tattooing has has given to me you know what i mean so mm -hmm. you know but that i think that's the main thing is just being super thankful for what tattooing has has uh has offered to me and has has you know blessed me with you know what i mean but at the same time it's you know it's it's don't get me wrong it's hard work you know mm -hmm. it was it was hard work getting to a certain point even now it's like still i'm still working as much as i can and but at the, but enjoying the family time and and realize like i got to take a step back a little bit and you know raise my kids and and you know and um being a dad, being a good husband, you know, just all that stuff, you know, and it's, it's a roller coaster. It's not, it's not all, you know, it's not all fun and games and all that other good stuff, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's tough, you know, it's, it's, it's had its heartaches and, and it's ups and downs, but, um, but all in all, it's, you know, like all the, all the people that came to the shop, you know, super thankful of that. And all the people that that's been through the doors and that opened their own shops, you know, uh, super thankful that that if they needed advice, if I could give it to them, I, you know, I would do what I can. And um, you know, and everybody that helped Humble Beginnings become what Humble Beginnings is today, you know, um, super super grateful for that, you know, because it wasn't just all me, you know, it was just, mm -hmm. you know, there was times when. I've always talked to like other other owners and I'm like, yo, I'm done. I'm done. Like mm -hmm. I'm over it. I'm over over owning a business. This is too stressful. There's too many personalities. It's just too hard. Mm -hmm. It was it's just 
it's just way over. I'm just way over my head. And I feel like that every year. Like mm-hmm. For 20 years, I've always been like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm done. I'm done. This mm-hmm. is going to be the last year. This is going to mm-hmm. be the last year every year. And, uh, and you know, I tell folks and they're like, you know, tell business owners and they're like, well, if you want to come work with us, you can come work with us, you know, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. I always had that option, but, but I just stuck it out. You mm-hmm. know, I was always like, you know what, let's, let's just keep on going, see where mm-hmm. it goes. And, um, and see where it, you know, see where it takes, see where it takes me. Now it's like hit that 20 year mark. Um, and it's, it's cool seeing like, you know, like talkie shop, like state of grace and seeing mm-hmm. other shops and you're just like, damn, we're all like, we're all like at a certain point, like <laughs> we're, we're, we've been open for, a, for, a, you know, for a good, good time, good mm-hmm. amount of time. And it's, and it's a trip seeing that and, and, um, and seeing where everybody's journey went, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and, um. So it's, it's, you know, just, just being super thankful and super grateful and very, and very humbled by, by every experience that I can, you know, that I've come across, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's, I mean, there's so much I want to say, you know, and there's so many people that I miss. So, so I'm, I'm sorry about missing a lot of folks that, you know, that I didn't say, but, but you know, you know how I am. I just, I'm like all over the place. <laughs> Everybody I'm like, always loses like, somebody. I'm like ADD. <laughs> Yeah. too much on my mind and I can't I don't know how to uh how yeah. to, you know put it together sometimes no worries man I super enjoyed this conversation thanks yeah. so much for taking the time yeah thank you man thank yeah. you sorry I'm like uh, we got to do it again because I'm like I got too much that I forgot yeah, yeah no we'll definitely have you <laughs> we'll we'll have you on again for sure yeah for sure thank you man <laughs> thanks, I appreciate man. it Thanks again to Orly for taking the time to talk to me. The next episode of Tattoo 408 is going to be out next week, Wednesday, December 13th. Thank you to Tessia Spizak for the logo and to Mint Beats for our music. Tattoo 408 is produced by myself. I'm Ethan Gregory Dodge. It's distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License, which means just do whatever the hell you want with it. Just don't go try and make money off of it. Later.